Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we are thinking about roadmap to healing, you know, and I mean, I apologize, to emotional healing. Excuse me. Sorry, it's been a long day. <laughs> and I think this is very important to think about because when we think of our emotions, we don't really acknowledge that there could possibly be a roadmap to help us go through it, you know, versus avoiding it or just oh, pushing on headstrong, you know, like how they always say. So luckily for me, I have JJ here being my special guest who's going to share to me her perspective and hopefully we can keep picking her brain. So thank you so much, JJ, for coming on the show. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Yes, yes, likewise. So I am curious, what does a roadmap to emotional healing really mean? So I came up with the roadmap to emotional healing idea. Oh gosh, at this point, it's probably four or five years ago. And it came out of, it came out of my own marriage and going to therapy and other people that I had been working with. I think, you know, my background is, is interesting and I'm not going to go into that right now because I have a million podcasts. Everyone can listen to and find out more about me. Uh, uh, Let's just say that I've, I've gone the gamut in terms of different areas of study and ended up from personal trainer to empowerment strategist and that coaching and that emotional coaching and teaching people about law of attraction and empowerment happened while I was a personal trainer, but my clients at the time didn't actually care. And they, they just really wanted diet and exercise. They didn't want to hear or talk about or look at anything emotional, but it didn't matter. I kept continuing to do it anyway. And so when I, but I had a lot of male clients at the time. And again, when you're an observer of someone's patterns and habits, And you can see it so clearly and they're unwilling to even look at it. And then the resistance of traditional talk therapy anyway, for most people, especially men, I had to really look at, well, why is that? And I ended up coming up with a webinar, a free webinar. It's on my site. Anyone can watch it. It's free. It's called the three reasons why talk therapy is ineffective. And one of the reasons it's ineffective, I'll give you a spoiler alert, is because there is no structure. And for a lot of men and some women, like, you know, like the complaint for therapy, especially for a man is I'm going to go and I'm going to talk to somebody. I'm going to pay someone to talk to them. And then they're going to ask me several times in that 50 minutes, how I feel about that. And they're going to do that every time I show up. And I don't know where I'm going and I don't know when I'm better and I don't know what I'm going to learn. And I don't know how I'm going to be different. And I don't know what to expect. And I don't know where this is going. Therefore in my opinion, the, one of the reasons why I think traditional talk therapy is ineffective is because it has no structure. And most people, especially men, but not all men, I mean, even women want to know where the end point is or want to know where the metrics are. How do I know when I'm different, when I'm different, what are we working on? What am I learning? And otherwise I'm just going to come in and every week, talk to you about what just happened yesterday that made me crazy. And then we're going to talk about that for 50 minutes. And I don't know that I'm getting anywhere with this. So, so I came up with the reason why most men don't end women. Like, why is it ineffective? Is because there's no structure. And if there was a, and we need to make a roadmap. And I kind of created that roadmap for myself a long time ago, but it became more clear with some of the tools that I was learning to try to save my marriage. So I created this webinar, the three reasons why talk therapy is ineffective. And then I created a course called the roadmap to emotional healing. And I'll just tell you kind of what's in it because it's anyone can do this work without taking my course maybe not as effectively, but you can absolutely attempt to do it. The idea is when you go into a doctor's office, regardless of what kind of doctor, because I'm not, you know, I prefer my 
um, functional medicine doctors and integrative medicine doctors and acupuncturists and people that integrate a root cause of something, not just a symptom. But regardless of what kind of doctor you're going to see, they have to diagnose you first. They have to understand what's going on and and make and like point to something and make a direction. You don't just go in and they throw the kitchen sink at you. Like they go, what's the problem? Okay, let's identify the problem so I know what to do for you. What is it surgery? Is it medicine? Is it <clears throat> diet change? Whatever. So to me, it's the same thing, but I hadn't found the tool yet. The tool in what I do is called is the core wounds. It's looking at when you were born from the time you were born until you're about nine or 10, you start to assume and create interpretations of your caregiver's behaviors. And you have a ton of needs. You don't know what they are. You just know you need them. And you're in your life with your parents or your grandparents or whoever raised you, adoptive parents, brothers and sisters, cousins, grandmothers, whatever. And you know, you don't, you don't, you know how to, you don't have any of this language or these systems in your mind. So you're just in making judgments and interpretations about A equals B plus, you know, A plus B equals C. And it could mean that, well, in order to get love and attention, I have to do this. Or maybe when you do this, it means I'm not important enough. And so you're, you're creating these core wounds that become the blueprint and the foundation for how you look at the world. And so for me, it's the most effective thing to go back and look at the core wounds as a diagnosis first. What are we even healing? What are we looking at? What's the, yeah. what's the root of the problem? So then we can make decisions about what to do about it at every stage of growth and what that may look like. Wow. That's truly interesting. I think everything that you said was amazing in its own way, because you hit on some great points. Like the fact that talk therapy really doesn't work. I, I need to go watch that, finish watching that webinar because yeah, point one, hello, there is no structure. You're absolutely right. Many people, majority men, they like to have that beginning to end. I absolutely believe it. When you said it, it, was just, it made more sense. Like, yeah, where where am I ending with this? What's the whole point? That's why I avoid talk therapy because it's like, am I really going to get anywhere? But the fact that how you said that, you go to the core wounds, you you go to what really made you perceive life the way that you do, because in reality, life is per subjective because of our perspective of how we experience life, how we absorb life, how we evolved through life and what habits we picked up and you know, like it can go on and on about how we are the way we are, but those core wounds truly are the foundation. So it sounds like to me that healing roadmap kind of needs to be very personalized or do you just have like a gen general form or general structure that you just follow or do you just have to like personalize it because truly it sounds like it really has to be personalized well uh, there are some there are some guidelines so out of the roadmap to emotional healing after I did that course and I did it live one time and then now people buy it and do it on their own what came out of that course is the need to have a coaching group around it. And so then I had structured several six month groups and then a couple, three months. I'm on my third, fourth, third, I'm on my four, third, three month group where we use the foundation of that very specifically to personalize because even in a small coaching group, you know, I, there's a concept that I may share with people or teach somebody about something and then they won't hear it from me. But then someone else says it in the group and they're like, oh my God, I'm so glad you said that. And I'm like, I just said that. But obviously that wasn't meant, you weren't meant to hear it from me for whatever reason. So at least you know, the container that I create around the healing journey for people is most effective in small group coaching 
programs that I'm doing because of that reason that, and a lot of even today, I had somebody in, in the current group who didn't want to get on Marco Polo. So Marco Polo is an app and younger generations know Marco Polo, but older people don't. Uh, they're like, what is this? I'm like, it's a text chain, but it's, it's video. And even just doing Marco Polo's challenges people because they're not used to looking at themselves. They're not used to leaving, being seen. And that in itself, somebody turned the camera around today. She turned the camera around because she's like, you know, this is really hard for me. And so I didn't want to not reply, but like, even just looking at myself, every time I try to do this, I start to cry. And I said, thank you for sharing and doing it anyway. And now come back on camera because this is where the healing is, right? So again, everyone has their their ways in which they're going to hear the information that they need, but it's all, it's not even just about information. It's about the doing, it's about changing your behavior. So we have to look at if it's just intellectual, then it may never change your behavior. And we have to be able to take the intellectual ideas and the analysis into actionable ways that you change how you react, change the way you interpret, change the way you, the way you think about yourself and even just how you go out into the world. And so for that reason, it is very personalized, but there is a general, and I'll give you just a general, like once you figure out what your core wounds are, I ask people to create a map and I help them make their very, very specific individual map. And the map looks like this. After you do this sort of eight, nine page core wound, like exercise from that, we extract the map and the map is here are my top three core wounds. So they might be devalued, abandoned, ignored. And then from there we go, okay, so what, what's the emotional, what's, what emotion do you feel when you have been triggered to feel these three things, one of these three things. So we look at, and we, we correlate. So when I feel devalued, I immediately get angry. And then we look at, then what do you do about it? I immediately yell at somebody. Okay. So we make this, this pattern, we, we, make the pattern come to life so that someone could actually see it happening. So they can be an observer instead of being in it. And, uh, and so we, what top three core wounds, top three emotions that come up from those wounds. And then the, the top three actions or reactions that you do in response to these wounds. And then from there, because if it was just something that happened in the past, which of course it is. And if it, if it, we could just leave it there, it wouldn't be a problem. The problem becomes, it becomes a belief. So if you feel devalued, from your caregivers. And then you go, well, I'm not of value. And then you live that out. We have to look at how do you keep that core wound alive? How do you person devalue yourself? So we make a list of all the ways you devalue yourself because you're the one keeping it alive. You're acting from the place of this belief that you're not valuable. And we can't heal the core wound until we change your opinion of it. So we have to take responsibility for that. And so that's another way we, we, and then from there, the last step of the map now, it's been, I've been working over on this for three years. It gets deeper and deeper every time, but I think I've hit at the end point. The end point is not only do we look at how you keep it alive, what is an action that you can do proactively to rewire your brain pattern so that you believe that thing, so that those triggers become less and less. And these are things that are normally outside of your comfort zone. These are things that you do not feel comfortable with at all. But there are things very specifically to you that would mean, how do you, how do I tell myself, show myself, live like, act like, feel like I'm valuable. Mm -hmm. And so I might give someone, you know, an idea of, well, come on to this Marco and tell us every day something you value about yourself. So publicly share to this group every day, what you value about yourself today. So it's creating a habit and repetition of some of the things that we need to rewire. And that's why my this program is called rewiring your core wound patterns. And um, yeah, and it's, that's what we're doing from many different methods. It's not going to be the same for everybody. It's some people 
like have one tool and they go, oh my God, this was life-changing. And other people are like, okay, yeah, that wasn't, that was fine, but it wasn't as good, you know? And then other people go on, on this tool or, um, but it's that it's just mapping out what's right for you. What are the, you know, if you had to guess what your healing journey looked like, let's make the map. And then what do you have to do about it? And then if you were to pull in another modality of healing, what would it be? Most people, when they think of emotional healing, they go to a therapist or they do Reiki or they see a, you know, they'll do something where they think that one thing is going to erase everything and change everything. And then they come out and maybe they feel better and they feel different, but it didn't fix everything. Of course it wasn't because you didn't understand what you were going in to fix in the first place. Exactly. And I, and I love that point because let's be honest, I've had a lot of people on my, on my show and it's funny because majority of the time they say that when they're going through their healing process, they're adding multiple areas to find that healing, you know, to finally come to that closure. They try meditation, they try yoga, they try all types of meditation. They try all types of yoga. They try all types of breathing exercises and cleansing and a whole bunch of nine yards that you can do. But it comes down to how consistent can you really be? You know what I mean? Because it seems like consistency and that repetition is key to truly rewiring your mind from no longer believing that you're you're not valued or you, that you're not enough or that you're not worthy or that you're you're nobody you know because those are the big ones that I constantly hear you know within myself and within other people and man the list can truly go on you know what I mean because we're all damaged in some type of way so I'm really curious JJ you know when did you realize that this path this this walk that you're doing you know helping others when did you realize like this was for you you know when did did you have that moment and realize wow I'm truly making a difference well, mm-hmm. I was teaching people things they didn't want to learn um, as a personal trainer, like law of attraction or whatnot. In fact, and I had even gone to a therapist once to do EMDR because that was before I realized I could do self-administered EMT. So now I don't need EMDR uh, or I teach people how to do EMT and I take them through EF, or, sorry, EFT, um, emotional freedom technique, tapping. But I had gone to somebody because I thought, oh, well, I need somebody else to do MDR with me. And I remember she was a therapist, probably- she was the next to the last person. Maybe I know there were probably two people after her. Uh, and I, I didn't stay very long because it wasn't quite a fit, but I, I gave her, I shared with her some law of attraction information. And I remember coming back like between sessions and having her say, this is amazing. I was like, yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad I'm paying you to help you like help manifest me. better yeah. things in your life. Right. But, I, but so it's almost like our paths crossed for me to help her not the other way around. Cause I only stayed for six sessions because she didn't do EMDR with me. We did it like one time, one and a half. And I kept begging. I'm like, I'm here to do MDR. And then she'd take me on this path of how, you know, what's going on. And I would tell her what's going on. Next thing I know, it's an hour later. And I've been talking about what's going on yesterday. I'm like, that's not why I'm here. But yeah. she kept, you know, and it was her room. So, um, so I guess I've been at that time, I was still a personal trainer. So I wasn't really, and I was still doing law of attraction with my clients that were mostly health trainers. But I, when I started my podcast, it's probably when spirit, purpose, and energy came out into the world. I started my podcast with Fit to Love, and that was in 2014. And it was a six day a week show. 
And then I decided after 350 episodes and 18 months that it needed to be broken into different shows because it was too much content under one brand. So I was not being found more accurately. Like people who wanted astrology or spirituality weren't, they didn't, they weren't going to be able to find that on fit to love. They would, but they didn't know that. So I thought, okay, I need to brand this differently. And so then I rebranded five of the shows and the first one to go out with spirit purpose and energy of October of 2016. And that was a game changer because all of a sudden now people could find me and all of a sudden everybody looking for what I was talking about just showed up. And it was this crazy two months of all of a sudden people binging all my content on that show, which at that time was probably less than 20 episodes and them saying, Oh my God, I want more. Where can I get more? This is changing my life. And I was like, Oh, okay. So it was really kind of when that took off, and then being able to easily move people from my podcast into a Facebook group or in, onto my email list or into you know a product or an offering or something. So that was probably when I really got that I wasn't crazy and that people wanted what I had and that I was speaking a language that they needed and they were listening because in my life, the people that I wanted to share with didn't care. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't really respond the way I wanted them to. They also weren't asking. So here's a tip for everybody. Here's a quote, the JJ quote. If they're not asking, they're not listening. So don't shove information down someone's throat who isn't asking for your opinion because they're not listening. <laughs> so don't try to rescue and help people who aren't asking for it. And, and so all of a sudden I wasn't, I was just putting it out into the world for the people that wanted it. And so of course they're looking for it and they respond very differently. And then from that, I started doing live events and, and have memberships and masterminds and the whole nine yards. And so um, it just keeps going. And then this work because these groups, I mean, I'm watching in front of my eyes, people changing like, I can't tell you how many times, especially doing the roadmap course into the, the rewire groups or into the six month group or into my, my empowerment strategist certification program. I mean, everyone life-changing, 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 life-changing tears, tears, tears. Oh my God, I'm happier than I've ever been. Blah, blah, blah. Which is why I had to finally come out with the three reasons why talk therapy is ineffective. I mean, it's not, I'm doing ads right now, which is uncomfortable, but I have to do it because I also am at the place where I recognize that I have something very powerful that people need but they don't know me. And if I wait for them to try to find me, they may never find me. So I'm like, okay, I need to do some ads to put myself out there. But then of course you have the haters that don't know me that aren't listening to the video, who aren't really reading the text, who all of a sudden see three reasons why talk therapy isn't effective and then want to persecute me. And I say, look, if you love your therapist and your life is different, this is not for you. I am speaking to the people who keep coming to me after five years, 10 years, seven years of therapy and no change. And then two sessions with me and they're like, holy shit, my life is different. It happened enough times that I finally had to claim it. And I know it's controversial and I'm not trying to, you know, there are some good therapists out there, but they're doing more than how does this make you feel? How yeah. does that make you feel? They're doing more than that. They're adding tools. They're adding hypnosis. They're adding EMDR. They're adding, you know, they're teaching them something, but there's a whole still slew of people out there. that are literally just sitting in a chair talking about the story over and over again being asked how they feel and the story never changes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I love your response. It's a beautiful the way that you are able to see it in that way where you are like, you know what? No, something has to give, something has to give. And you're moving in that direction where you're not looking to change the world. You're looking for the people who need it and they know that they want it. You know, you are already helping the people that are positioning their frame of mind in that direction just looking for a little nudge and you're that nudge you're just there it goes you know I see that I understand because that's how I see it on my podcast as well I'm not looking for the world I know everybody's not gonna like me hey I wasn't born to be liked by the world hey it's okay 
but I think more people need to realize that when they're going into podcasting and when they're just going into anything that seems scary or intimidating because every direction can be a flooded market coaching is a flooded market writing is a flooded market you know opening a coffee shop is a flooded market I mean anything can be a flooded market if you want to do it but it comes down to putting yourself out there and still pushing forward. And I applaud you for pushing yourself forward and making this happen. Now you're going to go do ads. And that's a whole new step in that the direction that you know that you're capable of helping more lives. So I, I truly applaud that. So I'm, I'm curious. It's your medicine. You know what I mean? What what truly zens you back out when, when life kind of gets razzle-dazzled in your life? Well, this work, I mean, this work is about deconstructing these misbeliefs. It's about replacing them with different beliefs. And I I can handle the negative comments. I've been preparing this for my whole life. I mean, back when I was just training, I remember getting a lot of negative comments on YouTube about, you know, oh, you're too skinny to understand what I'm talking about. And who are you to know what I'm talking about? So I got all those early on. And then I would get, I even had one guy, hilarious. I did a, cause my podcast fit to love had cooking on it and exercise videos. And so I had done a paleo banana bread and somebody goes on, on YouTube and writes, no, thank you. And I was like, dude, just move on. Like, why does anyone take the time to write? No, thank you. Like who you have no life. You must, what are you doing? Do you think I care? Like, I'm not going to take down my video because you said, no, thank you. And then when I started interviewing bigger names, I made the mistake of not doing a disclaimer. So for a long time, especially with, and I get it, people, especially on YouTube, YouTube people are different than podcasters. People that are looking for a podcast become attached to the host because that's who they're listening to every week. And they know your story and they're intimately connected to you. And if they stay long enough, and I've got people listening to me now, seven and eight years, they're long enough, like they're on your side. Your guest is nice, but many times, depending on the content that you're delivering, you know, I get, I get that we want more of you. Like, don't, you don't need any more guests. You just like, just you come on and teach us stuff because that's what we're getting the most out of. And, and so I don't ever really need guests because I always have a ton of content that I could put out there in the world, but on YouTube. <laughs> so if I'm interviewing someone who's famous on YouTube and they're looking for that person on YouTube and all of a sudden they meet me like, who is this person? Why is she talking so much? Can she shut up? Can you just like have the other person talk? You're so rude. Why, who do you think you are? Let the other person keep talking. They're the famous person. So I get it. So I, you know, somebody once came on and said, JJ, can you, can you, can you stop talking? I said, no, this is my show. I pay for it and bring it to you for free. You're welcome. So I now started saying like a couple of years ago, welcome to the show. Um, if you're finding us on the podcast, we did a video, come over to TV and see the video. If you're here on the video and you're on YouTube and you found us because you're searching for such and such. Hi, I'm JJ. This is my show. What does that mean? I'm going to talk. If you don't like me, totally cool. Such and such. Where can they find more of you if they don't like me? <laughs> and so that's my spiel every time for my videos because, and it's really helped people not leave negative comments. And again, I don't care. I delete them anyway, but, um, but it's that idea. It's that idea that, so I've, I've been training for this, but this is part of doing the emotional work, like being able to understand that someone who's criticizing you, who doesn't know you, it's not about you. And even if they do know you, it's still not about you. And that's the emotional work to be able to sit, to recognize when somebody, you know, like all those angry comments, I understood they don't know me. They're not coming on to find me. So they're like, who is this? Shut up. Okay. So I address that. So now I barely get any negative comments. Because I tell them up front, if you don't like me, I don't give a shit. 
go find, if you want more of that person, they have a YouTube channel, they have a Facebook page, they have a website, go find them. <laughs> so, yeah, um, exactly. but again, this whole the reason why people don't put themselves out there is because they're afraid of being criticized, but that is just showing you the mirror of your own wounds. When you understand your own wounds that you feel, you know, the most freeing one was back when I first started really like doing the emotional stuff. And my ex-husband, you know, would remind me that I wasn't qualified to say these things. So the first person that said, JJ is not a therapist, it did sting because it was what I was afraid of. I was afraid someone was going to say that. Well, after that person said that, and the more I sat with that, I'm like, good, I'm glad I'm not because I don't have the dumb rules that you guys have to follow. I don't have to have this protocol of that all the sessions of the getting to know you and building the trust and letting the person tell the story over and over again. I don't want to be that. I like what I do and all the tools that I can use. I am not bound by any legal way to present this information. You have a waiver, you work with me, you like me, you trust me, doesn't matter. So I'm happy I'm not a therapist. And I celebrate I'm not a therapist now. So, right, but at first it did sting. At first it was a wound, but as I worked through it, now I'm like, yep, yep. Are you credentialed? I have a life. I help people yeah. feel better. Yeah. So I have uh, hundreds of, of case studies. If you'd like to ask them all about their experience. Otherwise I don't need to prove to you because I went to college and I did go to college, but and have a degree that therefore I'm able to help you. If you don't, there are plenty of people go find somebody else that you resonate with. I'm not trying to beg anybody to be my client. So I, I think that that's the work. The emotional work is how you heal this, this, all the fears, the fears of someone not liking you, the fears of someone judging you, saying bad things about you, all the things it's all this emotional work. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love everything that you said, because it's true. That's what I had to do in, my, in the beginning of my podcast, where it's like, listen, I'm not for everybody. If you don't like me, you don't like my voice, you don't like how I talk, you don't like how I misspell things or just mispronounce things, then that's fine. There's are there thousands of millions of people. That's why it's like, I don't, I don't worry about the likes. I don't worry about the followers. I don't worry about the subscribers. I post the contents out for the silent listeners, because let's be honest, majority of the time, those are the silent thinkers that are actually listening to our content and taking it and working it into their lives and making a difference, not only in their lives, but the lives around them as well. And for me, I'd rather take 500 silent fans and silent listeners over one troll that has nothing good to say because the people who usually end up commenting is because they're the ones that are bored with their lives. But in reality, all the other people who are, are taking advantage of what we're saying are the people that are not commenting, that are not subscribing, that are not liking because I'm a silent fan. Silent fans, there's so many people that they don't even know that I'm there, but I'm listening and I'm watching and I'm attentive and I'm considering. And I know because I do it that there's other people with people that are do it too, you know. So I'm I'm for the silent people out there. <laughs> I, no, I I agree. And I have those people too. And what I think is really funny, before I started doing the disclaimer, I had my second or third, I think it was my third episode with Terry Real. I don't remember. We've done like four. Anyway, it was about inner child work and he has a nice big following. So of course people were searching him out and they were, someone came on and I, well, I tracked it. It was like on a Saturday, I, someone came on and left. the first comment was, who is this woman? Who does she think she is talking so much? Can you just let Terry, whatever she's okay. That was the comment. Didn't get deleted 20 minutes later, maybe even 30 minutes. No, I think it was 20 minutes later, 20 minutes later, Oh my God, thank you so much for this podcast. I really appreciate your vulnerability. Thank you too for this conversation. I'm going to buy the book now. Same person. 
left two comments pissed at me in 10, like 10 minutes in and then at 30 more minutes in, she was like appreciating my vulnerability. Cause I was crying. Cause we were doing the, the inner child work on me. So I was being the Guinea pig and uh, right. And she could resonate, but it's just funny. Cause I I'm a catalyst. I have a lot of Sag in me. I'm a Pisces, but a lot of Sag. And so I'm going to say things that are going to piss people off and they're going to want to blame me and shoot me the messenger. But that's the funny part. I know that. Like if someone gets mad at me for a podcast or something and wants to like scream their heads off, I think it's hilarious because I'm like, you do realize I don't know you. Like it's yeah. not about you. So if I have triggered something in you, babe, that's in you. I have nothing to do with that except I am shining the mirror in your face. So exactly. Uh, so it just makes me laugh though. But I did, I love that person came on and did two, the negative one. And then at least she came back and said, she didn't say I'm sorry. And she never deleted it. She just said, oh my God, thank you so much. I really appreciate your vulnerability. <laughs> I, was like, I think okay. she probably forgot that she she's the one that wrote that nasty comment that she had to come back like, uh, you know what? I'm not even gonna apologize. I'm just gonna go forward with this. That is so funny. Oh my goodness. I feel like I could talk to you for hours on NJJ about life and about everything in between. This has been such a great, great podcast. Thank you so much for your time and conversation. I'm just curious, do you have some words of wisdom to truly leave our uh, my audience off with to keep on thinking about this emotional healing process that we're talking about? Sure. Uh so it's another JJ quote that I came up with after watching years of bad therapy, not to me, but to other people, as well as to me. Healing is when you're different in the same situation. Not leaving the situation that is upsetting to you because you take you with you. I'm not saying you stay if you have a bad marriage or a bad job or whatever, but but if you keep repeating the same pattern over and over again, just know it's because healing is inside, not outside. It's not about conditions. It's about you being able to be different in the same situation. That's when healing occurs. Not when you just manipulate and try to control the world around you. I love it. Mic drop. I need to get a mic so I can just drop it for these moments. Because goodness, that was beautiful. I love that. If y'all ain't thinking by now, you are wrong. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You need to be thinking about this because this is truly such a great thing to really think about. And you, brought, you really brought some knowledge. And if anybody's out there is curious to know more about JJ, because she was talking more, <laughs> and you want to know more about her, please, please, please go check her out. I have her lovely photo on my website, along with her website. Just click it. You can see all of her credentials, all of her fun people who have acknowledged who she is as an individual and what she really can do for you, as well as, you know, just out i'm telling you i checked out her website it's really cool it has a lot of great content you should check it out as well as well as a podcast because this is free content right free content yeah i have a lot of free content you're freaking yourself out because in, in all actuality if you're listening to this you're trying to figure yourself out you're in this self-healing love journey and it requires to branch out so thank you for branching out and always 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 keep thinking y'all bye